Emmanuel Otto. Let's get it started with some big news. I mean, huge news. Money in Arizona, where the Cardinals and Kyler Murray, they've agreed on a five-year extension that is reportedly for just over $230 million. $160 million guaranteed. Move ends an offseason of drama around a two-time Pro Bowlers contract. Kyler's average annual value is just over $46 million. Who behind Aaron Rodgers? I'll show Cardinals making a mistake paying Kyler Murray um, right now. They are making a mistake paying Kyler Murray. But Ooh. if you are going to pay him, then right now is the time to pay him. And that is the distinction that we all have to realize. Mm. Sell, you want to pay a guy $230 million with a losing record. You want to pay a guy... $230 million with one playoff appearance. You want to pay a guy $230 million with no playoff wins. I'm former player. I'm get glad Kyler got his money, but it was a huge mistake. It was a catastrophic mistake for the Cardinals because he has not yet done anything to dictate that he deserved this kind of money. When you pay a guy this kind of money, you are now going to be cash-strapped. Very simply speaking, you better hope that he can make up for the deficiencies of everybody else. Mm. We think about Aaron Rodgers, who just got paid, paid. Well, because Aaron Rodgers got paid so much money, guess what happened to Devontae Adams? Couldn't afford him. We think about Patrick Mahomes, got paid, paid a couple years ago. But remember, Patrick Mahomes' real money kicks in now this year. Mm. Because Patrick Mahomes' real money kicks in, Tyreek Hill's like, yo, I want to be the highest paid receiver. Chiefs are like, yeah. yeah. With all due respect, big dog, not only do we not want to make you the highest paid receiver, we can't afford for you to be the highest paid receiver. Mm. You see the loss of Tyreek Hill along with the likes of Tyron Matthew. Mm. When you get paid this kind of money, you got to be so good. Mm. that you can make up for the deficiencies and the absences elsewhere. Kyler Murray, even with his team that good, has not proven to be good enough to make up for the deficiencies that aren't even in existence because the roster's still full. See, now, Sal, Kyler Murray got to make up for the absences of Chandler Jones, if you will, on the defensive end. Kyler Murray got to make up for the absences of so many other players that will now be gone because you paying Kyler Murray big-time money. Remember... A man by the name of Hollywood Brown was acquired by the Arizona Cardinals this offseason for a first-round pick. Why did Hollywood Brown depart Lamar Jackson? Why? Why? Because Hollywood Brown wanted to go get paid. Mm. And Hollywood Brown knows the Baltimore Ravens are not going to pay him because they do not value receivers like that. Okay. But how can Hollywood Brown get paid top-flight money? If Kyler's getting paid top flight money, oh, and DeAndre Hopkins is getting paid top flight money. So now, Kyler Murray, you just have to understand, you got to be so good. You got to put everybody on your back. I think it's a mistake, Sal, because Kyler has not proven to us that he is good enough to carry a team that has deficiencies. And now the deficiencies are going to be there in part because of Kyler Murray. And he has to carry him nonetheless. <laughs> For a man happy he got paid, boy. Woo! You sure made a greater argument for the other side. Uh, I'm not mad because you're doing your job and you did it well. You had to pay him. You had to pay him. No mistakes. Oh, you got to pay him right now. It'll be a mistake to wait to pay him. Why? Because he's improving every single year of his tenure in the NFL. I have stats to support that. But the sentence of why you have to pay him is simple. You know he's your future, mm. so why not pay him in the present? Because if you wait, he's only going to get greater later. Every quarterback that gets paid of recent note 
is resetting the market. Let's start back here. Talk about it. Oh, you remember when Josh Allen had the most guaranteed money when he signed before last year? <laughs> I didn't. I had to research that. That was a long time ago, and that was a lot less money. Then Aaron Rodgers got him. Then Deshaun said, got him, and got all, y'all. And now Kyler Murray comes in. You're not going to beat Deshaun Watson. David Mueller, get her where you at. <laughs> David Mueller, David Mueller, get a sweat. <laughs> this is one of those suits. Goodness. You're not going to get Deshaun Watson money because no team is in that predicament and that desperate and the Cleveland Browns. So he comes out here, and once again, Kyler Murray gets his money. But here's the thing. Kyler Murray, in terms of what he's done, five wins, eight wins, nine wins, we always talk about getting 15 sacks. Here's that example again. Hey, coach. Hey, GM, come here. I got two players. One of them has 15 sacks. And crazy enough, the other one has 15 sacks. Which one you going to pay? The one that had 10, 5, and 0 last year? Or the one that had 0 as a rookie, 5, and 10 last year? Money time, who you going to pay? <laughs> uh-huh. No, uh-huh. Letter B. Plan B. Kyler Murray. You got to give him his money. Kyler Murray, since he's been in the league, people think he's kind of like good to great, suspect. Do you know that they were 7-0 last year? And they were such a good team that people start talking Super Bowl aspirations. The 72 Dolphins started to say, hey, 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 what they doing in Arizona? They're going to try and go perfect this year? This was the best team in football before injury. So in potential, they can be that. But guess what? Success is not linear, big dog. You got to go through the trials, the tribulations, and they went through it, but they know they got the potential and they know they got a franchise quarterback. So the Kyler Murray that I know has more passing touchdowns since he's been in the league than Jared Goff, whatever. Dak Prescott, okay. Deshaun Watson, uh-oh, now let's talk. Did you know that? Fun facts. Here's the thing, you got to give him his money because not only is he a franchise quarterback, he's in... Arizona, a place where at times is barren for a franchise quarterback. No mistake, you had to pay him. Mm. Um, Sell, you built your argument on this premise, which is in fact correct. You had to pay him. You had to pay him. You did have to pay Kyler Murray. But just because you have to do something doesn't mean it's not a mistake. Oh, I'm listening. Okay. You didn't have to go out last night. But... <laughs> <laughs> You're right. And it wasn't um, a mistake. <laughs> just because you have to do something don't mean it's not a mistake. Sell, uh, who, who's your girlfriend in high school? Which one? Oh, yeah, one. Okay. Uh, high school? Yes, sir. Uh, Julie. Julie Signs. Julie's, Let's start there. Okay, so Julie. So it's not Anna Marie. Your wife. Hell no. Of course it wasn't. Oh, I wouldn't be, um, be with her to sell. That's too long. Uh, I wouldn't have been paid for um, See, what I realized, Sel, is though Julie was your girlfriend in high school, yeah, yeah. you didn't end up marrying her, so many could argue or submit that it was to some degree a waste of time. I'm not going to ask yeah. you to share all of your interpersonal high school relationships, right, yeah. but what I will say is this, and I will generalize. Most of the time, dating in high school is a mistake. <laughs> you ain't gonna marry the person. Uh -huh. It's gonna lead to heartbreak. Grades probably gonna struggle. What? Issues gonna arise. Tension gonna happen in friendship groups. Most of the time, dating in high school is a mistake. However, not Julie. However, people still do it because you gotta do it. Mm. It's a rite of passage. Oh, you ain't dating nobody? Oh. Who gonna take you to the prom? Mm. Who gonna take you to homecoming if you ain't dating nobody? Mm. You gotta do it, big dog. Mm. If you ain't dating nobody in high school, you were lame. Lame, So lame. you have to do it, but just because you do it don't mean it's not a mistake. Mm. Again, more often than not, it's going to lead to mistakes. Oh. So mm. it's not that the Cardinals did not have to pay Kyler Murray. I wholeheartedly agree they had to pay Kyler Murray. They needed <laughs> to pay Kyler Murray. If you draft a quarterback number one overall, Damn. and he plays well, Ooh. he gonna get paid. So they had to pay him. 
I'm simply saying that paying him was in fact a mistake because what has he shown you to dictate that kind of payment? If you want to talk about, Sal, yeah, yeah. the biggest losers, I'm not talking about the TV show. I'm talking about the biggest losers at the quarterback position since Kyler Murray entered into the league. Yeah. He's the fourth biggest loser at quarterback, Sal. 23 losses, big dog. Okay. 23 <clears throat> losses. Mm. Behind him is only Matt Ryan, Daniel Jones, Derek Carr. 23 losses. The biggest loser. So if you're going to pay somebody $230 million, I'm just not trying to see that from Kyler Murray. He's getting $10 million a loss. Not a win. $10 million a loss. Come on, sales. Now, I, I just, it's just, it's a mistake. It's not, a, it's not a mistake. Um, as much as you make the Baker Mayfield to Cleveland argument sound so beautiful, I don't understand why you can't make this one sound even better. This is actually a better situation than what Baker Mayfield found himself in after a few years. Think about it. Kyler Murray's improving every single year. And he started on a franchise and let me not misquote this. This franchise, yeah, they were sorry. You get the number one over pick, you're pretty sorry. Guess what they were? A three-win team. It's hard to grow the flowers in dirt with no help. Mm. Mm. It's hard to grow them with rocks and weeds. You, you, you got to get your horticulture degree to get this thing going. It wasn't cultivated land. Three-win team, he takes them. And then all of a sudden, he wins five games. Then he wins eight games. Has his team undefeated after seven weeks, which is a long time in the NFL. Damn near half the season. Nine wins. Here's the thing. Baker Mayfield, number one overall pick, as you always tell me, goes to a bad situation. But he gets his playoff win. And, and yes. How did that end? Horribly for Baker Mayfield. Why? One, he didn't improve every year. Two, he didn't even touch the heights in terms of performance in his position like Kyler Murray. So now we're looking at two different things. Wait, they start the same position, bad teams necessarily. Oh, but look at what he's done. And look what this guy's done. So one gets exported and the other one gets supported. That's how you're supposed to play this game. Kyler Murray's in a great situation. You told me that, um, wow, if you get paid at the quarterback position, then other guys can't get paid. Not so true. Devontae Adams took less to leave. Green Bay offered them more because they still had money after paying Aaron Rodgers, after paying David Bakhtiari. They still got money for Devontae Adams. He took less. Part of that was that relationship with Aaron Rodgers off the field, some suggest. So there's going to be still some money for them, and they're going to make their money back in terms of the revenue, in terms of the arena and the stadium making all of this money off of merchandise, etc. Kyler Murray not only has impact on the field, but interest off the field for this fan base to be ignited. That's why this team keeps improving, because they believe in Kyler Murray, a quarterback with 100 passer rating last year, a quarterback that makes you think he can win it all. And think about this. Let's be real. Let's be real. 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. At least half of them, you don't even think they got a shot, right? Mm -hmm. at, least, at least 16 of those guys, y'all ain't got a shot of winning the Super Bowl. They're not capable of leading their team to a Super Bowl, I should say. So now, a position that all across the world, only 32 people qualified for, and then half of those 32 don't even count. Kyler Murray's in that conversation. And let me tell you, of those 16, he's not 16. So now you have to invest in someone who is one of 16 in the entire world that can do what they do. 
That's why Kyler Murray got his dough. Let me tell you why I'm so frustrated. <clears throat> I'm so frustrated because you played an NFL season. You realize an NFL season is not seven weeks, but rather 16 games, 17 weeks, now 18 weeks, 17 games. You understand that Kyler Murray's greatest claim to fame through his first three years of his career is that he started 7-0. and That's his biggest bragging The right. Cardinals, not Kyler Murray's. Kyler's. You can say whatever you want. Number Kyler's one overall biggest pick. claim to fame in the NFL, not drafting not to in the NFL. NFL. No, no, no. You got drafted. Not making two Pro Bowls? His biggest oh, claim on, to fame. Come on, because man. the reason I say this on, is come on, more quarterbacks that. have made two Pro Bowls than have started 7-0. Like, let's be real. But that's not starting a claim. Starting 7-0 is an accomplishment. Yeah. His biggest accomplishment yeah, yeah. starting 7-0. Which one would you rather be? Two, two Pro Bowls or, oh, I was 7-0? I'm saying what's mm-hmm. harder to do. Less people start 7-0 than go to two Pro Bowls. That's what I'm saying. I but I don't know. want to get distracted oh, by yeah, it. We I don't want to get distracted right, by right, it. Right, the in. real crux Who's of the issue is this. What? Starting 7-0 to me don't mean nothing. Okay. If we're going to sit here and talk about Kyler Murray and say, man, well, they started in the 7-0, they had Super Bowl aspirations. So we're going to pay him five years, $230 million yeah, yeah. because of seven games? No, no, no. You and I both obsessed with track and field, and I realized mm-hmm. this much. Mm-hmm. There's a 60-meter sprint. You run indoor. There's a 100-meter sprint. Mm. You run outdoor. 60-meter yeah. sprint indoor, 100-meter sprint outdoor. Uh. Now, many of you all would think, well, 60 meters, you're 60% of the race. Yeah. If you win the 60, mm-hmm. you're probably likely to be the favorite in the 100, at least compete in the 100. I feel you because yeah. that's the reality. No, that's but the many reality. people no. would think mm-hmm. you win the 60, you go in the 100. The woman who won the 60 this year, Kambuji, her last name, won the 60 but got 14th in the 100. Damn, what, what track is that? Ain't no track that wide. <laughs> ain't no 14th <laughs> no, lane. <laughs> one to 60, yeah, got, four, got 14th yeah. at Worlds in 100. The point being, Kyler Murray, you look good through 60. Congratulations. Mm. But looking good through 60 don't mean nothing because mm-hmm. you got to run 100. Looking good through seven weeks doesn't mean anything oh, yeah. if the NFL season is 18, not counting the playoffs. So if Kyler oh, Murray's oh. biggest claim to fame, his biggest NFL accomplishment in my mind, two Pro Bowls, a lot of cats can go to two Pro Bowls. Mm. When I say a lot of a lot of quarterbacks, mm. not a lot of quarterbacks starting 7-0. Mm. If you go 7-0, and but you can't finish the race, then I don't really care about you going 7-0. and That's where I'm at with it. Okay. Okay. I knew we had to get here. Okay. Um, I like some of what you're saying. Like, finish it, and then it means everything. You don't finish it doesn't mean nothing is a little too extreme for me. It means something. It lets me know injuries undermine this team. Hopkins gets hurt. Hop, uh, then we see Kyler get hurt. All of a sudden, that's why y'all not continuing to win. So if we're 7-0 and all of a sudden everybody's still healthy and we just start going south, start going the wrong way, got a problem. But you said it doesn't mean anything. Okay, well, tell me if this means anything. Since he gets drafted, you don't want to count that because that's not in the NFL. Well, he was rookie of the year. That means something? Mm. Two-time Pro Bowler. Not one, two. That means something? Okay, you said no. Let's talk about this. I told you he has more passing touchdowns than Deshaun Watson since he's been in the league. That means something? Mm. Um, He has his completion percentage better than Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Matthew Stafford, and Russell Wilson since he got in the league? That don't mean nothing. Okay, we got to start adding this up because if you don't win it all, doesn't mean you haven't started the building block process of potentially winning it all. So we can't say zero sum. Win it all or nothing happened. We say win it all or how are you trending? Where are you heading? 7-0. Oh. 
That's one log in the fire. Wow. The record gets better every year. That's one log in the fire. We got a quarterback that's putting up numbers compared to other great quarterbacks. That's another log in the fire. But the biggest log, I think, for Arizona being real, where else they going to find a Kyler Murray, dog? Like, last time they had a quarterback like What is this? a Kyler Murray? That's the disconnect. Where else are they going to find a quarterback with a losing record after three seasons? I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Beverly Hills High School? <laughs> like, a quarterback with a losing record out now. Not that that's hyper, hyperbolic, obviously. I know what you're But I'm saying. saying, like, they started at three wins, though, bro. Were you, <sighs> Joe Burrow started at two. Yes. And went to a Super Bowl. And that's Bowl why Joe Burrow will get years. paid. And Joe Burrow will get paid. And we're not going to argue the, that. The, but did that Super Bowl, did he win it all? The problem is. Did he is play this. great in the playoffs? Who is Kyler Murray? You and I think he's two different people. Okay. Because you're saying, where else are they going to find another Kyler Murray? Yeah. And I'm like, who is Kyler Murray? Uh-huh. 22, 23, and one after three years. Mm-hmm. Like, it's nothing to write home about, Sal. It's no. nothing like 230 and, and Deshaun million. Deshaun Watson is two games over 500, and that's nothing to write home about, but you wrote a $230 million guaranteed check, not because necessarily he has proven he's worth that now. But I know what the projections are. The cap's going up every year. These guys are resetting the market every year. And if you're in the conversation of you can lead us all the way, it's better to get you now than later because it's going to be greater later. That's the mathematical conversation when you know you're going to make a purchase. Why are you waiting okay. for it not to be? Right now, it's on sale. So then you are saying because the Cardinals knew they had to pay him, you are okay with them paying him now, but the Cardinals didn't necessarily have to pay him. No, 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 you added that last part. Of I course. Said, I said you're going to pay him. Last time they had a quarterback, anything of his kilt, Kurt, um, Kurt Warner. And that, Carson Palmer. Oh, Carson yeah. Palmer is better than Kyler Murray as it pertains to winning. They but, got to but, the playoffs. Yeah, they yeah, got far in yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, okay, that's another name you can add to it too. But look at those guys, bounce, bounce, and got back here. You got your homegrown one right now. You got the one everyone's interested in for good or bad or whatever it may be. They love them or they love to hate them because of this offseason. Point being, fan interest is at an all-time high or at least where it has been before with a Carson Palmer and a Kurt Warner. Those guys are the ones you invest in. Or you just go back out there and hope Josh Rosen show up again. And we know how that turned out. Coming up, we're just getting started. Kyler Murray. Tell you if we're confident he can live up to his new monster extension. And later, Russell Wilson is in Denver now, but criticism is still popping up on his move from Seattle. We'll tell you if he gets the appreciation he deserves. That's next on Free Feet. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Let's get back to Arizona, where Kyler Murray just got the bag from the Cardinals. Good Lord. Agreeing to a five-year deal that's reportedly worth just over $230 million, $160 million guaranteed. Kyler is a two-time Pro Bowler baller, but his Cardinals were blown out in the wild card game last season against the Rams. Acho, 
confident Kyler Murray will live up to this monster in extension? Man, I think it's near impossible to live up to an extension of this caliber. Reason being, um, back in the days, to get this type of extension, you really had to have accomplished things to the highest degree. Mm. When you think about players like Patrick Mahomes, who got that type of extension, Super Bowl, accomplishments to the highest degree, highest of caliber. But nowadays, as we've pointed out, to get a massive extension, it's more so out of obligation than out of accomplishment. Wow. Dak Prescott got a massive extension, one playoff win. Deshaun Watson, massive extension, one playoff win. Josh Allen, massive extension. But Josh Allen, as we know, MVP voting second to Aaron Rodgers. Now Kyler gets a massive extension. No playoff wins. To Marcellus's point, couple Pro Bowls, great rushing statistics as a quarterback. But no playoff wins. I don't really know how you can live up to this type of extension unless you win a Super Bowl, unless you win an MVP. I just don't know how you can get it done. We think about Jared Goff, massive extension, took his team to the Super Bowl. Carson Wentz, massive extension, took his team to the playoffs. Nick Foles carried him to the Super Bowl. But within two years of those players getting those massive extensions, both teams were looking at both players Mm. with a lot of regret. Mm. Very hard in my mind, Sal, to live up to an extension of this caliber because what does $230 million get you? Mm. It doesn't cost, Kyler's going to make $46 million this year. It does not cost $46 million to win MVP. Ask Lamar Jackson. Ravens and Lamar won MVP with Lamar making $3 million or so. Ask Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes won MVP when he was making $3 million or so. It does not cost $46 million to win MVP. So as I look at it, I don't really know how in the world Kyler can live up to an extension of this caliber just because of how massive this extension was. Mm, I think he's going to live up to it. And um, I think I see why you see it a different way. It's because... You're suffering from that old adage that comparison is the thief of joy, right? And what you're doing right now is you're comparing wives, and you shouldn't do that. Because you got to think, Arizona, they shouldn't compare quarterbacks because they only have one franchise quarterback to have. You only have one wife in America. So when you're comparing (laughs) certain parts, uh, so when you're comparing wives, you're doing the wrong thing. The fallacy of that is you're trying to compare what you have to what someone else seems to have. Mm. And therefore, that's going to show you value when the reality is no matter what they got, it ain't going to impact what you got. Mm. So now you need to make sure you invest in your wife. I got caught up in that when I was single, thinking about being married. And I'd be like, but what what if I was married to her? And then I saw her. And then what if I was married to her? But then I knew her. Dog, invest in what you got. As they always say, the grass is greener on your side when you water it. So now I'm in Arizona. We need water. I'm in Arizona. And we got Kyler Murray. I'm not going to compare Kyler Murray to every other quarterback's production. I'm going to let the market do that. And then I'm just going to value him to what he's done for us. Five wins, eight wins, nine wins. But the market says that guy, guess what he's going to get? At minimum, 40 million, because Dak Prescott's sitting there saying, yoo-hoo, nobody goes under me. Pump him up, right? And then you see Aaron Rodgers with four MVPs and a Super Bowl championship decade ago saying, yoo-hoo, everybody stay under me. And that's where you live. So now Kyler Murray's sitting there like, damn, Deshaun got 230 guaranteed. I'm sure he took down all his Instagram and all the Arizona stuff because he wanted 230 guaranteed or something like that. They're like, nah, nah. 
no, no, we're not that desperate. We're thirsty out here because it's <laughs> hot in the desert, but we ain't that thirsty. So then where do you land? Okay, do me this favor then. Let me land a little higher in, in, day, in annual value then, Deshaun, but let them have that guarantee because I'm going to go hit y'all back again. So that's where you go. You invest in that level. And it's just a simple. I think what you're comparing is the market and you're a little like this market is inflated. You're right. But when you have someone who sits in those comps of that inflated market, that's what you got to do to purchase it. Be in love with your wife. Stop comparing them to all the others. But the fact is, I don't think he will live up to the extension. How? Like, that's the crux of the issue. Because I don't think thus far Dak Prescott has lived up to his extension. When you're getting paid that kind of money, what does living up to the extension look like? To me, living up to the extension looks like one of two things. I'm going to win an MVP. So clearly I was better than everybody else in the game of football, all 1,200 players or so, mm. or I'm going to lead my team to a Super Bowl. Mm. Because now that extension pales in comparison to how much revenue this organization is going to mm. make by winning a Super Bowl. Outside of those two things happening, yes, I'm sorry, it's binary for me. It's black and white for your boy. Ooh, Outside of those two things happening, I do not see how you live up to $230 million. Mm. I'm not paying you $230 million to take us to the playoffs. You can take us to the playoffs for the $5 million I was paying you last year. I'm not paying you $230 million <laughs> to win a couple games. Several quarterbacks win a couple games. Taylor Heineke won a couple games. Taylor Heineke won a playoff game, uh, went to the playoffs. I'm not paying you $230 million to do anything outside of win an MVP and win a Super Bowl, or at minimum, mm. get me to the Super Bowl. Because mm. once you get me to the Super Bowl, as we know, not necessarily a coin flip, but a lot can happen. For 230 mils sale, there's very limited ways to live up to that. And I'll go as far as to say, Dak ain't lived up to it yet. Josh Allen ain't lived up to Mm -hmm. it yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, he lived up to it before he earned it. That's why he earned it. But thus far, Patrick Mahomes, since he got paid, at least he went to a Super Bowl. Now he's only making $5 million that year. Now the money really about to hit. Mm -hmm. I don't think he'll live up to it. Going to be hard for Deshaun to live up to it. Making that kind of money is hard to live up to. No, it's not. Not when the money keeps going up. Listen to both ends of your argument. $160 million guaranteed right now is like absurd sounding to a degree. You're like, damn, that's a lot. You know how cheap that's going to sound in five years? Let me prove my point. And you're proving my point by actually grabbing both ends of your argument and putting them together. You're like, he ain't going to live up to that. But then you got to think, that's a five-year extension. In five years, $160 million going to be donuts. Look at my man Dak Prescott, who just signed his extension, what, a year ago or so? Remember when he signed it? He was number two. I think he was number two or number three. Worse. You know where he is now in terms of <laughs> average salaries? Eighth. In a year. He went from two Eight in a year. These cats are leaping him. He went from in current contracts, guaranteed value, second to seventh in a year. You sound like the cats because I'm from L.A. I see them all land off the airplane talking about what they ain't going to do. Oh, man. The first thing you got to do in L.A. when you land is check into your hotels. or find you a crib, right? Hopefully you can buy you a house. Man, I ain't paying no damn million dollars for no garage. I heard that a thousand times. I ain't paying no million dollars for no one bedroom. I mean, where you going to live then? Because that's what the market says, right? And that's what you got to do. I'm not paying $160 million for a guaranteed contract for a quarterback that ain't Okay. Well, then look at the list. And then if you let them go, the market going to 
take him, and he's going to get it elsewhere. Then, not only is he going to get his money, it's going to be more somewhere else, and you don't even have a franchise quarterback. Go draft Josh Rosenport, too. 2.0. So I'm just saying, grab both ends of your argument. I understand what you're feeling that kind of like, this sounds absurd, but don't hate the player. Hate the game if you're going to hate at all. And the game is saying, you paying a million dollars for that too. I'm not even hating. I'm really just thinking. All right, all right answer this. I'm what answer. does it take to live up to $230 million? Like, let's at least, let's get on yeah, the same yeah, page of conversation. To, to, um, be a great elite quarterback in today's NFL. What's being great or elite look like to you? That means you are one of the quarterbacks that people think can lead them to a championship or you actually have. But you told me it takes 16, there are 16 quarterbacks who can lead their teams to quarterback, at, to championships. Yeah, at most, at most. So at most. 16 quarterbacks are worthy of $230 million. Well, first of all, only one has gotten 230. So no, not all 16. And Kyler didn't get 230. He got 160. I ain't playing them fake numbers. I ain't playing Monopoly money. That other 70, good luck going to get it. You know how the contracts go. They'll tear it up. Of course, before, of course. Et cetera. But he got 160 guaranteed. Deshaun got 230 guaranteed. What has Deshaun done to live up to that? What has Deshaun done That's to get that? That's my point. That? Right. But guess what Deshaun is? He's in the conversation of someone you think can lead you there. Josh Allen has not led me there. You think I ain't giving him the most? Justin Herbert has not led me there. You think I'm not giving him the most? Matthew Stafford just got his money, but he got his money in 2017 in Detroit. You think they weren't going to give him the most? Like, when you got a guy, you got to hold on to your guy. That's, Love your wife, bro. That's just where you and I disagree, but okay. at least now I understand the disagreement. Yeah, yeah. I'm not paying a guy, I'm not paying somebody $200 million or $160 million guaranteed just because I think he might be able to get me there. There are too many players mm -hmm. that I think might be able to get me there for that to be the barometer of paying them $160 million. For me, yeah. the only way somebody merits $160 million is if they have an MVP or they got a Super Bowl. That's the only way they can live up to that amount of money. They can't live up to that. Like, we're comparing something real to something fathomable. $160 million is real. You can fathom that Kyler Murray might be able to lead you to a Super Bowl. I don't want to pay you real money for something I have to imagine. If I'm going to pay you real money, I want real results, not real money for something I think is possible. So I'm not you can't live up to 160 off a of thought. Yes, you can only live up to 160 off reality yeah, for me. No, no, well, you can run your organization the way you want to run it. I'm just going to tell you what the market is dictating and then you can buck the market. And good luck trying to go down the path of most resistance to find your franchise quarterback. Top 10 quarterbacks in average salaries. Number one, Aaron Rodgers. Earned it, right? Kyler Murray, you say no. That's one. Deshaun, we say no. Two. Mahomes, earned it. We two for two. Watch this. Josh Allen, you ain't earned it yet. Game took us nowhere. Derek Carr, you ain't earned it yet. Dak Prescott, you ain't doing it. Matthew Stafford, you got your money in 2017, but now you're getting more money, but you've been getting this money, so you ain't earned it when you got it. Russell Wilson, you ain't earned it lately. When a decade or so. Kirk Cousins, you ain't. There are two names on here, and I, at most I could give you three. And everybody else are on the opposite side, where the market is inflating that two-bedroom apartment over a million dollars. I know what you're saying, Acho, but now you're going to be stuck renting because you're like, I'm not going to purchase a $2 million, I mean, a $1 million two-bedroom. Fine, rent. And then all that money you give it to the landlord is never coming back. I think Arizona's just like, we got to give him the money because he's in that conversation. I just, I feel like we're that having comes. two different conversations. I don't. I, I don't think one. that Kyler 
can live up to it because 160 in five years when 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 a scrub and an undrafted dude we don't even know who had one Pro Bowl is gonna make 160 like that. For me, it's this simple. That's gonna be it. Over the next four years of this Kyler Murray's 160 million dollar deal, mm-hmm. I don't think that Kyler Murray is going to do anything in the next four years that a cheaper quarterback won't or couldn't do. For example, mm. Kyler Murray gonna make 160 over the next four years. A guy like uh, none of the rookies were that great this year, so it's hard to use a Not rookie just, from this year. Mm-hmm. I'm saying like we're, yeah, we're drafted okay, now. Okay. But you say Mac Jones. Mac Jones is going to make probably. <laughs> right as it stands now, though, he's going he's gonna to be under contract for another four years. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Mac Jones is probably going to make extension $20 million dollars over the next four years. Even with the extension, $60 million dollars over mm. the next four years. Mm. Kyler, to me, isn't going to do anything over his next four years that Mac Jones isn't going to do over his next four years. So the Cardinals are going to pay Kyler Murray $160 million. And I would admit... Maybe two playoff wins over the next four years. Maybe three. Matt Jones is probably going to do the same thing mm. for 200 or $150 million mm. cheaper. Mm. So I just – I can't say that he's going to live up to it by Damn. keeping him in the running. So if you had Josh Allen on your team, but three and three in the playoffs right now, and you're like, he ain't I – mean, look at that body work. You got six playoff games already. You ain't above 500. Let him go. He's amazing. He's doing better. He's improving. Let him go. I'm just going to go get somebody who's cheaper. I'm You're not, not saying doing let him that. Go. You're no, not letting him go. I'm just saying he's not going to live he's up He's not going to live to it. That's all I'm saying. And Josh Allen has already lived up to you. I, I played in Buffalo. Goodness, when I go back. Goodness, the euphoria around this team right now. Just because of the potential with Josh Allen. Money, ROI. We got our return on investment already. But if it goes for Kyler Murray... Like it went for Dak. Kyler Murray right now is number two behind Aaron Rodgers. Just like a year ago, Dak was number two. Now Dak is number eight. Kyler Murray in a year may be number eight. You fast forward five years, he may be at number 15, 20. I remember when Jimmy G was the highest paid player in NFL history with seven stars. But he lived up to that. No, lived up to it or not. I don't know. He's on the trading block right now. You tell me. But, yeah, you went to a Super Bowl. Did you win it? No. Uh, two NFC Championship games. Okay. Whatever. You weren't highest paid NFL player ever with seven starts. And then you say he lived up to it? He did. Because if you're the highest paid, Well, that my means- point wasn't that. My point is this. He ain't close to the highest paid player anymore. Fair. And it goes I agree. Fast. I agree. And that's why I think we're having two different conversations. The conversation for me is living up to it. Jimmy G lived up to it. Highest paid, went to a Super Bowl. That means you were paid mm-hmm. the most and you did the second most. Like, mm-hmm. highest paid, Super Bowl. Highest paid, two NFC Championship games. Mm-hmm. For me, living up to it, no question. Mm-hmm. But Kyler Murray, is he going to a Super Bowl? Come on, coach. You don't think so? Oh, we got to talk to this. Coming up, Russell Wilson's getting criticism on the big trade that sent him to Denver. Wow. We'll tell you if he gets the appreciation he deserves. Next on Speak for Yourself. So he ain't got to win it. Just get- Saturday is Baseball Night in America on Fox. That's the next chapter in baseball's oldest rivalry as the Giants take on the Dodgers or the Guardians take on the White Sox. Saturday, 7 Eastern on Fox. Check for the game in your area. Well, Russell Wilson is in Denver now after 10 seasons in Seattle. Interest has definitely picked up with the Broncos after they traded for the nine-time Pro Bowler. But an NFL writer has some criticism on Russ's big move from the Seahawks saying, quote, there's a reason why you're moving on from Russell Wilson. You don't move on from a guy if you're not ready to do it. I know there was a burn bridge between Seattle and Russell Wilson at that point. So you move on. But still, 
not totally buying in that Russell Wilson is going to bring Denver to the promised land. Got to bring in Slick Rick Dubuker, but Acho, does Russell Wilson get the appreciation he deserves? Absolutely, he does. Maybe even over-appreciation. I love Russell Wilson as much for who he is off the football field as who he is on the football field. But the only criticism Russell Wilson has ever truly received in waves and in droves is off the field. So Russell is getting nothing but appreciation the entirety of his career. We already claim him to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. We claim him to be one of the greatest quarterbacks of this generation. We claim him to be an incredible leader. All of these things appear to be true, but it does make you think if Russ were that good and the Seahawks knew him to be that good going forward, why would you let him go? You don't let go of somebody that's that good. Mm -hmm. I appreciate Russell Wilson. But I think the rest of the world, too, appreciates Russell Wilson. We don't clown Russell Wilson for anything besides his antics pregame when he was hurt. Uh-huh. We clown him for his uh, antics with the Broncos in their green screen video that's going to be shown on the Jumbo, Jumbotron in stadium. But we never, ever, ever denounce Russell Wilson for what he does on the football field. Russell Wilson gets nothing but appreciation for who he is as a quarterback. So for that reason, he's absolutely absolutely getting the appreciation deserved. Hmm. Agree a thousand percent, Emmy. And it's not just the intangibles that you mentioned in terms of how we regard him, but he has the hardware. I mean, he's been out of his 10 seasons, he's been named to the Pro Bowl nine times. Uh, Top 100 NFL players, he's been named nine times, ranked as high as second. The uh, Denver Broncos gave up two first, two seconds, a fifth, and three players to acquire him. He's in the top 10 quarterbacks in terms of salary. So in all of the most meaningful ways, appreciation has been presented. And I just disagree with this idea that because the Seattle Seahawks decided to move on from him, there's a suggestion, even in your suggestion, maybe he's not good enough. Maybe they know something. First of all, we know that there's a difference in philosophy there. I also get the sense that, and I've seen this with other players, many sports, is may not be how good you are. It's how easy are you to work with? Mm. Like what, what goes into, how, what's, how, what's, yeah. where's the maintenance? Your talent versus what I have to do to have that talent and work with it. I believe that's where the rub comes in with Russell Wilson, and he certainly wouldn't be the first quarterback to run into that. And that's why, yeah, no, absolutely appreciated, and I can fully understand at the same time why the Seattle Seahawks might decide, you know what, he's good, he's just not worth it. Yeah, I think we're in unison here. Uh, He's fully appreciated. Through the ups and downs, I think fully appreciated. Uh, The Athletics' Larry Holder is not fully appreciated because I'm certain when he was writing this article, he knew that he was going to face some backlash or he was going against all the people who supported Russell Wilson. But look at us. We're in unison. Like, no, I understand what you're saying. But, Slick, Mm. you brought up another layer in terms of the suggestion of, like, Russell Maybe not the same Russell. And I think that's what Larry Holder intended. And that's what I received. And it's actually accurate to some degree. We know Russell Wilson got hurt last year, so it's pretty tough to use those numbers against him. But those numbers weren't Russell Wilson-level numbers. But then you start to go back 
to when Russell Wilson was cooking, even though the Seahawks still weren't cooking as a team. And then you watch that passer rating go from 2018 to 2019, down. 2019 to 2020, down. 2020 to 2021, down. Then you start to say, wait a minute. Passer rating's going down. Some of the numbers are going down. It's becoming more difficult to be around you, as you said, Slick. Tougher to work with you. And think about how this all started. We drafted you in the third round. Not saying afterthought, but certainly insurance policy. You come in, hit the ground running, take a job, becomes a franchise quarterback. But then, Acho said that Russell Wilson doesn't get criticized. Oh, do you remember this moment? When they had the Legion of Boom and they had Russell Wilson mm-hmm. and it almost felt like we had to choose. And then player after player was extro- exported out of that locker room like gone. Too much booming. Y'all got to go. We're going to clean the cupboard and we're going to make this the first tabernacle of Seattle. We're going to have choir boys so Russell Wilson can show his personality without resistance. And you know what Coach says about playing with choir boys. We ain't going to score too many points with them. And that's what happened. Also, we're not cooking. Okay, Russ, you can cook. What are the results? We cleaned the cupboards. We got rid of all the boom. And then all of a sudden, you're not cooking for team success. So Russell Wilson, I think he is fully appreciated. Through the highs, hey, we're going to get rid of everybody you don't want here, whatever that looks like, so you can cook. And then we're going to see if you can cook. And then you didn't cook, and you become more difficult to be around. So now we appreciate you for your services rendered. Now go render them somewhere else in Denver because that's how much we appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all in agreement yeah. there on the appreciation. So now the true question in my mind, Slick and Cell, is, is Russell Wilson over? appreciated. Mm. See, I think that's what guys Mm. like Richard Sherman have tried to allude to. Some of those guys in the Legion of Boom that were like, hey, big dog, keep in mind, without us, Russell ain't done too much. Mm. I think there is a question as we prep the full screen of, is Russell Wilson overappreciated? Because look at Russell Wilson compared to Dak Prescott. Remember, Dak Prescott, we question all the time. Mm -hmm. Is he top 10? Can you win with him? Can Mm. he lead the Cowboys to Super Bowl? Question, 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 question of Dak Prescott. But since 2016, and y'all, that is a mighty long time, Mm -hmm. half a decade since 2016, Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott, nearly the same quarterback, wins within five Mm. of each other, losses within three of each other, completion percentage, winning percentage, passing yardage, 300-yard games, everywhere you look, it's nearly identical. We look at Russell Wilson with limited questions, but we look at Dak Prescott with more questions than a math book. So as I link about it, Russell Wilson if we are going to talk appreciation, is more overappreciated than he is underappreciated. I love me some Russell Wilson. I turned a blind eye to all of his negative attributes and all of his negative play, but it would be ignorant to say that Russell Wilson is underappreciated. If anything, it's got to be over. Mm-hmm. So Marcellus took us to a place that I think adds yet another uh, strain to this, which is, What are we appreciating him for? Or what are we, more important, not appreciating him for? And you guys just gave me two sides of that coin. Do we appreciate Russell Wilson because he's a choir boy? Because he's always doing the right thing. He's always saying the right thing. He's always up with people. Which, I got to tell you, maybe it has something to do with me. (laughs) When somebody's selling me that hard on you're that good, I get a little suspicious. I'll be honest. There's also that attitude of, of... can you be how, like how how tough do you have to be? How hard do you have to be to be a leader in an NFL 
locker room. And that's where I think the real rub is, is that there's two sides to this. Is that, and you made the comparison, Acho, to Dak Prescott. Like, we love all the intangibles about what Dak Prescott has. We question the appreciation of him as a quarterback on the field. I almost feel like it's the reverse in some ways with Russell Wilson. Like, it's his personality. It's his being out there. It's all of that that I would say takes NFL people, whether they're teammates or the people who cover it, and feel like Russell Wilson's not, he's not your normal quarterback. He's not, and, and, and going against uh, an established coach like Pete Carroll in terms of uh, rubbing each other the wrong way. I, I think there's some elements to Russell Wilson that color the appreciation, what he does on the field because of what he does and how he carries himself off of it. Yeah, we're there. We're there. We're all looking at it a little differently, but we see the same thing. Um, it's interesting in terms of appreciation. This is exactly why I went to Columbia over UCLA, athletically, because I knew that at Columbia, I could be the same guy I was at UCLA, but I would get appreciated much differently at Columbia. Easier time getting on the field at Columbia. Let's say big fish in little pond at Columbia versus going to UCLA. Mm. Dak Prescott, sorry, brother, you ain't even go to UCLA. You went to Alabama. <laughs> you went to the Dallas Cowboys. Man, they got five championships already. So they looking at you and it's a different appreciation from hello. Russell Wilson, you go to Seattle. They didn't have any championships before you got there. And they got one with you. So that's what the biggest difference is, is where'd you land? And so many players have tried to say that it's so much invested in terms of where do you go, culture, et cetera. And then when Russell Wilson got there to a starved culture in terms of a championship, then he wins it with others, and then he wants those others to get out the way so he can go pursue more. But in that pursuit, it's been a pursuit of unhappiness because he has not reached that destination just yet. Boy, we need to get Richard Sherman up here and get a four box because I think we want to talk about appreciation with Russell Wilson. We might want to hear the flip side mm. as well. Coming up, LeBron says he does not give a bleep about what people think of him on that basketball court. Tell you what we think about his mindset next on Speak for Yourself. LeBron James was recently asked on his show, The Shop, Uninterrupted, if he thinks about missing a game, winning shot before he takes it, or that failure that comes along with it. Mm. He said, quote, nope. Maybe when I was younger, because I cared about what everybody else thought. I don't give a bleep now. Woo, slick it back. But Acho, what do you make of LeBron's mindset? I don't buy it, y'all. I don't buy that LeBron James does not care. He's shown us time and time again that he does care about what people think. Slick, we've talked about this at nauseum. I remember LeBron James tweeting last year after everybody was making fun of the age of the Lakers roster, Dwight Howard, Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, amongst others, and LeBron James took to Twitter. Y'all keep that same energy when. I remember when LeBron James retorts when people come at LeBron James on social media, whether it's by retweeting somebody else or by making a stance of his own. LeBron James has time and time again shown us that he does in fact care. But truth be told, mm. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. 
I think LeBron James caring about the backlash sent LeBron James back to Cleveland. Mm. LeBron James caring about the backlash allowed LeBron James mm. to accomplish maybe the most difficult feat in the history of the NBA, coming back from down 3-1 against the best team in NBA history by regular season, the Golden State Warriors. It was LeBron James caring about the backlash that allowed LeBron James to once again become a hero in Cleveland. That's what LeBron James caring about the backlash did. So... I don't for a moment buy that LeBron James doesn't care about the backlash, but more than anything, I'm glad that he does because it's LeBron caring about the backlash that truly cemented his legacy as one of the greatest ever. I'll tell you, you bring up a great point that reminds me of the great late Flip Saunders who like to say that your greatest strength can often be your biggest weakness. Mm. And that, I believe, is the case with LeBron James all the points you made in terms of how caring and and how he cares about the way he's viewed has been a driving force in his career, no question. When it comes to this specific question and what inspired it, though, was how does he feel about game-winning shots and the success or failure in taking them? And he said, I don't give a bleep now. And I believe the operative word is now. now. He still cares. Right. He just cares less than when he first came into the league. And that was the distinction and always has been between him and Kobe Bryant and LeBron uh, and, and Michael Jordan. In that from the very beginning, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, if you ask them who should take the last shot, if you, uh, who wanted to take the last shot, they wanted to take the last shot. LeBron James wanted to make the right basketball play. And in part because didn't trust himself in those situations and wasn't always the guy, didn't always believe that he should be the guy. He eventually developed the tough skin and the realization, hey, I'm as good as, I'm as, good as anybody out here. I'm, I'm the best person on my team to take the shot. And even then, and I don't know if we have it, the video, but if we go back to the play-in game against the Golden State Warriors, their playoff lives are on the line. This is just two years ago. And they run a play in which they set KCP, uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, sets a screen in order to get Steph Curry onto LeBron James for a shot to go ahead. Scores is tied. LeBron James doesn't work that. And so they don't get the switch. And then KCP dives and is guarded in the paint. LeBron James passes the ball to a guarded KCP looking for him to take that shot. And only when the ball is kicked out and there are no more seconds, he's got to get a shot off, he hits the three that ends up putting them ahead and winning the game. That is the reluctance that LeBron James has demonstrated even now to wanting to take the responsibility of that last shot. And we can go back and forth and what that means in terms of his all-time greatness, but it is, without question, one of the great distinguishing marks between LeBron and some of the other guys that we compare him to. Yeah, man. Oh. My, my reaction to this was interesting because I thought it was just a part of the natural process. It's not extraordinary. It's certainly not gangster as it comes across. Um, he's evolved. The term that they use for this is he's a good guy gone bad. This is what happens when you get affected by all the things that happened to you in your pursuit of your success, right? 
This is what happens. So, Acho, I do buy it. I'm with it. But LeBron doesn't buy it. But we purchased it for him. <laughs> LeBron came in the league, smiley, smiley, smiley. Now, he had one issue to deal with, which I'll talk about in my second lap. But everything else was smiley, smiley, smiley. What? King James, what y'all talking about? And I hit the ground running in the NBA. Amazing. But then what comes with that success is that criticism. What comes with every move is backlash in volumes that may make you think that is greater than the volume of supporters you have. Right. So you start like we always talk about. You get a thousand replies to anything you send out on social media. It's the seven that are hateful or the ones that stick out of your mind. Meanwhile, you just scroll through a thousand that said you're the man. Oh, my God. King James. Oh, my God. I love you. So then it started to materialize on hmm. the court. It changed his persona, not his identity, his persona, which is the public-facing version of LeBron James. All of a sudden, I got to embrace the villain. All of a sudden, I got to get to a point where I don't give a damn. But look, as Slick said, we always, always give a damn. We just stop caring as much about you and your response as much as we care more about ourselves and our intentions. And that's where LeBron James is now. He didn't say it properly, but what he's saying is, it used to be I walked around, arms wide open, trying to embrace the entire basketball world. Now, I'm a little selective mm. with my time, my energy, and all the things I value. Because I see what y'all buying. I see what kind of gifts y'all trying to give me. And a lot of them come from hell. I think it's a great point. Uh, and, and, and you bring up a great example of the evolution of LeBron James and where he was, which we often forget. Like, it came into the league, and yes, high expectations were high, but not as high as where they got. Like, after four, five, six years, it was, okay, but where are you going? Mm. And naturally, the comparisons came with Kobe and Jordan, even though, the, even though those comparisons were never appropriate. And LeBron bought into them. Well, I guess that's the next thing I have to do I, and, or the next thing I have to be. And I, and I believe, and I give him great credit, that he evolved as much as he could in those directions. But it wasn't, he didn't come in the league being Kobe Bryant, who came in the league essentially the second coming of Michael Jordan. It was, it was never a great fit. And to have him now, this is, this is the this is the problem that I have with the, the show that, that, or any, any outlet where it's just the athlete talking mm -hmm. is that there are so many questions that aren't asked mm -hmm. that would make the information so much more relevant. Because when he says now, I want to know, okay, when did it change? Yeah, there what you happened that makes you feel that way? Like, now we're going to get somewhere to say, I don't care anymore. First of all, I'm not sure that I buy that completely now. I think he cares less than he did before. But I want to know about that journey. I want to know what, what, what brought him from the guy that you mentioned, Marcellus, to the guy we see now, who I do believe feels like he has to wear the black hat at times, even though I don't know that that really fits his personality. Now, to be fair, he did discuss when it happened, he said, when he went to the Heat. And to be fair, also, shows with journalists on it, like you, Slick, 
We miss stuff, too. So let's not, like, you know, let's not be binary in that sure, situation. Sure, sure. But I, I feel you. Sure. I feel what you're saying. Like, someone pushing back on any idea, that's how it gets to a greater place in terms of idea. So I'm with you there. Um, man, LeBron James, bro. <laughs> I know where he is right now, and I'm nowhere near LeBron James, but I do know where he is. And I know why he came into the league wanting to defer and always do the right thing and the right basketball play. Because LeBron James... <sighs> suffer from two things. One thing he admitted, survivor's remorse. Like, damn, from where LeBron's from and he made it, he was like, yo, I was carrying baggage, bruh. But two, he looked yeah. at his surroundings in the NBA immediately. King James, the high school phenom, straight to the NBA and hit the ground running. You know what happened? He looked around and he was like, these dudes think I was born on third base. And I knew it was going to change up for LeBron because that's exactly what happened to me when I went to Columbia and I grew up and I started seeing these kids around me and they were born on third base. And, you know, the first thing they try to do because they want to be down. Think about it. Literally and figuratively, they want to be down with those who weren't born in that situation or as talented as LeBron. So they try to prop everybody up, try to prop everything up, try to go about everything so understated. LeBron, make the shot. LeBron, take the shot. You're the best player. Oh, no, no. Everybody else, here's the right thing to do. Try to empower others to a fault. And then LeBron James finally realized, hey, man, <laughs> wherever I was born with these talents, this 6'8", 260, run a 4'1", whatever it is, <laughs> hey, I'm going to get to home plate. And that's where he is right now. But he is also acknowledging the process he's been through. It's crazy. We have all been there, mm. Slick. Have you been here? Acho, have you been there? When you For go sure. out in public and your arms, the day one you go out in public, I love everybody. Then now you go out in public, you try to keep the arms a little tighter. No eye contact because that initiates it all, correct? And you know, like they say in the club, only people should keep their head down are the pretty girl and the bartender. You know why. Coming up, we have more on the big Kyler Murray news. We'll tell you if he's actually earned his huge extension. That's next on Shake For Yourself. LeBron's a pretty bar. Congratulations to Chad from Minnesota. He won $100,000 of Big Poppy's money playing the Fox Bet Super 6 MLB All-Star Contest. If you missed out? Don't worry. Scan the QR code, download the app, and enter your picks into the Saturday MLB Contest for your free chance to win. Well, the Cardinals and Kyler Murray have agreed on a five-year extension that is reportedly for just over $230 million with $160 million guaranteed. The move ends an offseason of drama around the two-time Pro Bowlers contract and Kyler's average annual value is just over $46 million, which is only behind Aaron Rodgers. Slick is back with us, but Acho, has Kyler Murray earned his extension? I'm glad Kyler got paid as a former athlete, but when you want to talk about Kyler Murray earning his extension, I simply want to make you all think. After three years, Baker Mayfield was committed $18 million from the Cleveland Browns with his fifth-year contract extension. After three years, Kyler Murray got a commitment of $260 million with his contract extension. However... Knowing that Baker Mayfield got his commitment of, 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 of $18 million and Kyler got his commitment of $260 million, there's roughly a $240 million difference there. But is Kyler Murray a $240 million better than Baker Mayfield quarterback? Because then when you look at the numbers, <clears throat> Baker threw three seasons. More wins than Kyler. Baker threw three seasons. 
More passing yards per attempt than Kyler. The stats are very comparable. Now, what you will see omitted is rushing yards for the sake of clarity and for the sake of tidiness. Kyler Murray has 1,700 rushing yards through three seasons. Kyler Murray has, what, 20 rushing touchdowns through three seasons. But is that worth an additional $240 million over Baker Mayfield? For me, it's very simple. I don't think Kyler has earned the extension because when I look at what Baker Mayfield earned through three years of play, $18 million. When I look at what Kyler Mm. Murray earned through three years of play, $260 million. And the difference, statistically speaking, between Baker and Kyler is not $240 million. Dollars. So somebody wrong, somebody lying, and somebody overpaid, or somebody is drastically underpaid. I'm with you, Emmy. Even though I believe that with all contracts, it's not you're not getting paid for what you've done. You're getting paid for what they believe you're capable of doing going forward. At least it is in the case of professional athletes. But no, Kyler Murray has not earned this contract in any way, shape, or form. He's now the second highest paid NFL quarterback to only Aaron Rodgers. Is he the second best quarterback in the NFL? Mm. No, there's no evidence of that. And if you go down the line uh, among the quarterbacks who are getting paid in the same category as Kyler Murray right now, even those have accomplished more than Kyler Murray has. He doesn't come close to that. It's not just Baker Mayfield that he does not compare well to. He also, the, the group that he's in now, the echelon that he's in now, he doesn't have entry there statistically or in accomplishment other, other than the contract that he just landed. And I dare say this is not about the Arizona Cardinals paying him what he's worth as much as paying him what is required to keep him mm. and looking at their alternatives. I don't believe that the Arizona Cardinals think he's the second best uh, quarterback in the NFL. I would venture to say the Arizona Cardinals are not confident that he'll ever be the second best quarterback in the NFL. But, and I know Marcellus made this argument earlier, that are they looking at it and saying, yeah, but the price that we're paying now, what is it going to be worth down the line? Can he live up to the contract going forward? Or can he at least make it look reasonable as his abilities go up and the market comes down as far as uh, what quarterbacks are being paid, that his salary is going to look a lot more reasonable four years from now than it does right now? That's what I believe is, has, has resulted in him getting this contract. But it's not. By any stretch of the imagination, there is no argument to be made that Kyler Murray and what he has done on the field warrants getting paid what he just got paid. Mm. Oh, got me so much ammunition, guys. I'm on the other side with this one. Um, Slick, you made a great point, and let's start with that point, that in professional athletics, you get paid for two things, production and potential. And You can try and sit there from the outside and say, which ones you should lean into more? But if you got potential, oh, you going to get paid. Let me just start there. Mm -hmm. I remember the day I got paid. I had a lot of potential in front of me. Very little production, but a ton of potential. And I got paid and talked to my football father 
Bruce Smith, who was like, dog, you made more than I've ever met. And it wasn't a conversation of you're not half as good as me. I was like, I know I'm not. And you know I'm not. And they know I'm not. But boy, do I have a potential. So that's how the market goes out there and displays itself. So I can't be mad at the hate the player. I got to hate the game if I'm going to look at it from that angle. But we also can't get caught up in this price versus value conversation because price yeah, it's a high price. But the value, you have to understand what he's done for this franchise that had three wins and then all of a sudden five wins. Then he gave them eight wins. Then they gave them nine wins. So they're heading in the right direction. So they're going to pay for that. But I think I got a, a, a grander point to make right here. My boy Keyshawn Johnson just had his 50th birthday party this weekend. Shout out to Keyshawn. He probably doesn't remember anything from this weekend. That dude was in the zone. Here's the thing. I love you, bro. Um, years ago, we were doing radio together. And we were talking to some like top 50 recruit and then off mic, off air, we talking in the studio, whatever. And we're like, so where are you thinking about going to school? And he had this list, short list, five schools. And Keyshawn said something very profound that I never thought of before. He said, where do you want to live when you're done? And then the kid was like, I don't know. He said, well, wherever that is, that's where you should go to school. And I was like, yo, that's mind blowing. Why? Because you are going to have a social network of everyone you went to school. And then all of those people are going to bleed into that neighborhood where you actually live. Why do I say that? Because that's a forward investment. Like you're not even thinking that in the Mm -hmm. moment when you're signing to go to school. He's like, well, I'm going to school to have fun and ball. But then you got to think all of the things that come as consequence of that single choice. Paying him a lot right now may sound like the wrong choice, too expensive. But in five years, ah, $160 million at the quarterback position is going to be ranked in the teens, if not 20s. And that's just where the game is going. You don't believe me? Dak Prescott was number two just last year. Now he's at eight. It's happening so fast. This cap is going up so big, so much, so fast that you got to pay for things in the future. I think that's what the Cardinals did, and that's how he earned his extension. So I think you're so enamored by the money, which I respect, though, that we're deviating from the crux of the issue, right? Like, I don't think Kyler Murray's money in five years is going to be a lot of money, to your point. However, I just don't know what he has done thus far in his career to say that he has earned this. You all speak of getting paid off potential or production. I don't know if this is that much at quarterback as it is you get paid off individual success or team success. Reason being, Joe Flacco got $100 million, biggest contract in quarterback history at the time. And individually, he ain't really ball. Potentially, he ain't really going to ball. But his team Mm -hmm. balled. They won the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. See, at the quarterback position, I think it's more you get paid off individual or collective. Think about Patrick Mm -hmm. Mahomes, individual and collective. Deshaun Watson, individual. Dak Prescott, individual. Individual or collective. Individual or collective. Kyler Murray, though, he hasn't really done either to the highest of heights. Not a Patrick Mahomes height. Not a Josh Allen height. Not a Deshaun Watson height. So I just don't see how Kyler Murray has done anything thus far to earn 230 or 160 fully guaranteed. Now, Slick and Sell are both entirely correct when they say, hey, you got to pay him because somebody else probably was going to. Or you got to pay him just to keep him. This is what it costs to keep him. But just Mm -hmm. because it costs that to keep him, to me, does not mean that they have earned it. It's just what you got to do. Oh, you earn it as soon as you put yourself in that conversation. Um, To me, this is easy. 
Like, when you get in the NFL, the first thing you want to do is make the team. Like, we, we overlook that, especially if you're picked high. You're like, yo, I want to ball out. No, no. Like they say in life, first thing is survive. Mm-hmm. And then you thrive, right? First thing you got to do is make the team. Once you make the team, then you got to make the starting lineup. Once you make the starting lineup, then you got to make some noise. Mm-hmm. And then you got to get your uh, accolades around the league, et cetera. We can't start saying that, oh, you're not the best of or you don't match with this guy here and you match with this guy here. What they're looking at when they're talking about potential and production is, are you in the conversation of those that can lead us there? Half of the quarterbacks in the NFL are not in that conversation, and half are. Here to tell you, those half that are, are going to get paid because they're in that conversation. But since we want to take shots at production, let's take shots at production. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl, and we say, well, that's ultimate team success. Joe Flacco wasn't that great. Joe Flacco was the Super Bowl MVP. Now, so that's individually great. Let's look at this with Kyler Murray. Statistically, ah, what has he done to put himself in that conversation? I don't know. You have a year where you have a higher passer rating than Patrick Mahomes, maybe you're in that conversation. Higher passer rating than Josh Allen, you put yourself in that conversation. Your completion percentage is higher than Aaron Rodgers, you're in that conversation. When you average more passing yards a game than Josh Allen, you're in that conversation. When you actually go out there and see a Deshaun Watson get all this money and then you start to look around, it's like, I'm a two-time pro bowler, offering a rookie of the year. Uh, Why am I not in that conversation? So I think that's where it is. It's a loose conversation because a lot of people don't have the necessary resume. But I know that Josh Allen got paid with a 3-3 and playoff record with no Super Bowl appearances. And I know Justin Herbert going to get paid even if he don't make the playoffs next year. And I think that's what it's about, just lumping them in that conversation. Coming up, Kyler Murray had a big pay day. But how should Lamar Jackson feel about all of this? We'll answer that next on Speak for Yourself. Kyler Murray just got seriously paid by the Cardinals, agreeing to a five-year deal that is reportedly for just over $230 million. 160 million guaranteed, y'all. Next quarterback that is expected to get the bag, Mar Jackson, who has not signed a long-term deal with the Ravens yet. Slick is back with us, but I How should Lamar feel after Kyler's deal? Kyler Murray's deal is the greatest thing that has ever happened to Lamar Jackson's career. <laughs> not winning a Heisman, not going to Louisville, not being drafted to the Baltimore Ravens, not having Greg Roman as his OC early on in his career so he can win a unanimous MVP, not winning a unanimous MVP. Kyler Murray getting paid $230 million, the greatest thing that happened to Lamar Jackson's career because now Lamar Jackson got a command five years, 250 fully guaranteed. If Kyler can get 230, 160 guaranteed, if Deshaun can get 230 fully guaranteed, Lamar deserves five, 250 fully guaranteed. Because you just got to look at Lamar Jackson and look at Kyler Murray and look at what they've both accomplished through the first three years of their careers. Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson, significantly more rushing yards. Lamar Jackson, comparable rushing touchdowns. Lamar Jackson, significantly better winning percentage. And I think winning and losing is a quarterback stat. Argue with your mama. Don't argue with me. When you think about (laughs) when it comes to passing touchdowns and passing interceptions, Lamar Jackson just crushes Kyler Murray. Lamar Jackson could have no greater news the entirety of this offseason than Kyler Murray signing a $230 million deal. Lamar Jackson just got paid, and he didn't even have to sign a contract. Mm -hmm. Emmy, you are right, but it goes even deeper Mm. than that. Please do. Because we could have said all that. We could have said all that when Lamar Jackson 
with what with Lamar Jackson has accomplished. But there's only one question there, which is, since he's betting on himself, what's it going to be like at the end of next season? Can he continue on the road that Lamar Jackson has been on? And Kyler Murray has demonstrated it doesn't matter because mm. Mm. Kyler Murray has not accomplished as much as Lamar Jackson has. But what's the biggest concern that Lamar Jackson should have if he's going into next season betting on himself? It's getting injured and it's falling flat or having a disappointing year. Kyler Murray got injured, missed three games. Kyler Murray came back from that injury, lost four of his last five games, and then looked nothing like a playoff caliber quarterback in his first appearance. So Lamar Jackson has to be looking at it saying, I am golden. The pressure <laughs> is off. Based on what I've already demonstrated, if they are going on my potential, then I don't even need to worry about next season and somehow doing more than I've already done because Kyler Murray didn't have a great finish. Even when it comes to potential, if we're, if we're gauging him on potential, what he showed at the end would raise more questions than exclamation points. Mm. And ultimately, that's why mm. Lamar Jackson shouldn't just be happy because he's done more than Kyler Murray. <laughs> he doesn't have to do any more than Kyler Murray, and he still can count on getting paid. Oh, yeah, he's going to get paid. And it's before Kyler Murray. This is... I don't even know if it confirms it, reaffirms it. None, none of it. It was inevitable that Lamar Jackson was going to get paid. Now he's just sitting there at training camp right now, eating that bland ass food we eat, you know, the turkey with no seasoning, just licking his lips, laughing. Like, <laughs> oh, y'all keep doing the work for me, so I ain't got to do any work. Who needs an agent? I got my mama, and she ain't got to work either because y'all doing the work for us. Look at these guys out here with less accomplishments making all this money. I love it. But that's the way the game goes. So I don't want to pick on Kyler Murray because Kyler Murray, I don't know how different you are than maybe a Josh Allen who doesn't have the career accomplishments of a Russell Wilson, but psh, by Russell Wilson, I'm going to make way more money than you. Or Deshaun Watson, who doesn't have the same career accomplishments as a Patrick Mahomes, but Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> that contract looks a little inflated because I got a fully guaranteed 230. And I'll be at the negotiating table while you're still sitting there with half a billion for the rest of your lifetime, it seems. So that's just the way the game goes. When Dak got paid, I know Lamar Jackson was like, what? 40 million minimum. Deshaun as well. So the comps are there, right? And high tides raises all ships. And boy, Lamar didn't need much help raising that ship. But now he's letting all these other players go out there and make it easier on him in terms of negotiation. So sit there and smile, big dog, because the money's coming. It's going to be greater later. Here's the one wrinkle, and it's not what Kyler Murray is making or any comparison between those two, but it's a comparison between the two teams that they play for. The Arizona Cardinals, for where they are, are in a, I would say, one, in a more desperate situation in terms of they're trying to make their mark. They're trying to lift themselves up. And they found something in Kyler Murray. And they're trying to sell the Arizona Cardinals to, uh, to their fan base. The Baltimore Ravens operate from a different place. Mm. And that number that they now have to meet with Lamar Jackson... Does that fit in with the, with the way the Ravens have traditionally built their teams? I know what they paid Joe Flacco, 
But I dare say that they look back and they're like, eh, maybe that wasn't such a good idea. Hmm. And that it's more about investing as the team as a whole and how they construct themselves. <clears throat> and that's the one thing that Lamar Jackson should be prepared for, which is he's going to get paid. I have no doubt about that. Is he going to get paid by the Baltimore Ravens? That's a question mm. that still needs to be answered. Yeah. Yeah, Slick is, Slick is up to something. So I, I mm. thought about that. Mm. I did not want to verbalize it. I didn't want to put it into the ether, if oh, you yeah. will. But Slick, it's not just a quarterback's talent that demands his pay or commands his pay. It's the need of the organization. Deshaun Watson is not getting $230 million, let alone $230 million fully guaranteed unless he was going mm -hmm. to an organization that hadn't had a quarterback they believed in in over 30 years. It was the need and necessity of the Browns, along with the talent of Deshaun. If you are the Baltimore Ravens, there is a chance that you're thinking to yourself, yo, if we won a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco, we was in the playoffs just four years prior before Lamar. I understand Flacco's not Lamar, but if we won a Super Bowl with Flacco, do we, are we so desperate that we got to fully guarantee Lamar $250 million? Nah, we, we don't need to do all that. Slick, I do think you're on to something. I don't know how it'll play out, but I think there's a lot of wisdom in your words. Yeah, here's the thing, though. Uh, Kyler Murray has an electricity to his game. That's exciting. I mean, it's fan-friendly. Let's just start there. Uh, and the team has improved every year, so that supports him getting paid as well. But then you get to Lamar Jackson, and it's a little different in terms of his electricity. It's like a phenomenon. Like, <laughs> like people are like, ah! Like, people lose their mind watching Lamar Jackson. I know I do watching him at home. I literally went to a Rams game, I think, a, a couple years back, because they were playing the Ravens. I, even, I didn't go to the Rams game to see the Rams. I wanted to see Lamar Jackson in person. True story at the Coliseum. Crazy. And I wasn't alone. Like, people were in droves. Lamar Jackson fanatics. That's something. And this team has come to a realization. This organization has. Like, Joe Flacco, yeah, with that defense and running game, you led us. And you were Super Bowl MVP, I guess. Lamar got hurt last year. His backup put up similar numbers. Yeah. We didn't win a damn game last year when Lamar Jackson got hurt. Not a damn game. So on top of the juice that he provides, somehow, some way, whatever numbers he puts up, they turn out to be winning numbers for this organization. For that reason alone, they're going to pay that dude. Coming up are Jimmy G's days in the Bay Area over. We'll tell you what the 49ers should do with their quarterback. That's next on Take for Yourself. Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the 49ers roster, but that could be changing soon. Niners have reportedly given Jimmy G's agents permission to seek a trade, which would open the door for Trey Lance to be the team's starting quarterback moving forward with their training camp starting next week. So Slick is here. Acho, what should the 49ers do with Jimmy G? You got to keep him. Keep him until you are absolutely sure about Trey Lance. If you wanted to trade Jimmy G, you waited too long this offseason. Keep in mind, so trade value is all about supply and demand. Well, the supply is not nearly as desperate, as void as it was earlier on before the draft took place and before the shuffling of NFL quarterbacks. So you're going to get less for Jimmy G today than you would have gotten for Jimmy G before the NFL draft. As a result, why trade Jimmy G? I'm not in a rush. Furthermore, I don't want to move on from a guy that led me to a Super Bowl, move on from a guy that led me to an NFC Championship game this year, for a guy that I still am unsure of. 
We know Trey Lance will probably ball in the future, but the question is how imminent of a future. Mm. So I'm not moving on from Jimmy G in part because I can't get as much for him today as I could tomorrow. And secondly, I don't want to move on from a man that capable of winning to an unknown. Unless I know about Trey Lance, I'm not moving on from Jimmy G just yet. I mean, I'm not moving on from either, but I'm not holding on to him as long as you are. I believe, and we, look, obviously right now you're right. The value on him is as low as it's been in the last couple of months. But as we go through training camp, and you guys well Mm -hmm. know this, I've seen it happen. Mm -hmm. You get into training camp, and what you thought you had, you suddenly realize, oh, (laughs) dude's not ready, or that guy's not good, or... A multitude of things can happen. Or you get even into the season and teams that have high expectations and high goals. Somebody gets injured. Matthew Stafford gets hurt. hurt. Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. Kyler Murray gets hurt. Someone uh, on a, a meaningful team gets hurt. And that team has invested too much to slow its role at this point and needs a quarterback, a proven quarterback, a proven playoff quarterback like Jimmy G. Now suddenly the value is raised. And so I'm not looking at it as a safety blanket for Trey Lance. In fact, I believe that uh, Kyle Shanahan should go into the season pretending that Jimmy G actually isn't there. He's just on the shelf and we're waiting for his value to rise before we move him. But that said, while I'm waiting for that to happen and I'm waiting for something that's going to allow me to move him, then uh, I, I need to be able to gauge when I'm going to move him based on how much I'm getting back. Because at this point, the most important thing I can do with Jimmy G is to lessen the price that I paid for Trey Lance. The more I get back from Jimmy G, the less pressure uh, there is on Trey Lance to perform right away. I need to get some of those assets back Because as of right now, Trey Lance has demonstrated that he's not nearly close to living up to them. Yeah, you got to keep him for insurance. And there are three people yelling in that locker room, and we're not that close to the Bay. You are slick. You might can hear him in ears distance in terms of Debo Samuel, Kyle Shanahan, Mm. and John Lynch. They're saying, Jimmy, you got to stay for insurance alone. Think about it. So much is attached to what Trey Lance is. They moved up to the number three position, had to give up four picks, first rounders left and right for Trey Lance. Now you have to cash in on that. And that's on John Lynch's resume. That's on Kyle Shanahan's resume. If they don't get an ROI on Trey Lance, woo, we got a problem. And then it bleeds into the locker room because Debo Samuel will be leading the cheer of, hey, Trey Lance, you better ball out or else get Jimmy G in there because so much is at stake for Debo Samuel in terms of his contract earnings. And the team is a Super Bowl-ready roster. So they're like, yo, we got to keep Jimmy G because we can't lose everything just because Trey Lance is not ready right now. So it's a conversation of Trey Lance, where we are currently and where we think we can be. Can we get there with you? If not, we're going to cast this insurance policy in and trot Jimmy G back out there. So I'm very glad you brought up Debo Samuel because your last point leads perfectly into my final point is – Really, whatever the Niners do with Jimmy G, they should also do with Debo Samuel, and the same can be said in reverse. Whatever you do with Debo, do with Jimmy G. 
If you know you're about to commit to Debo Samuel for a decent amount of time, make sure you have Jimmy G there to maximize all of Debo Samuel. But if you're like, hey, we can't afford Debo, so we're going to let Debo walk mm. or trade Debo for some picks. Use those picks to grow with Trey Lance as Trey Lance grows and to some degree have another two- to three-year rebuild. Remember that small period between the Chip Kellys of the world and Kyle Shanahan's, that small period where Jimmy G was hurt. Have that little two- to three-year incubation period where you're trying to become great once again as a 49ers franchise then that's what you have to keep in mind. So whatever my plans are for Debo, thus too would be my plans for Jimmy G. Love it, love it, love it. Here's the problem. Some rebuilds are intentional. Some rebuilds just happen, and then you got to deal with the consequences of it. In this situation, this is a free fall. Like, this is a free fall from a team that you think has Super Bowl potential with one quarterback – but then you invested so much in the future that you presently got to play them right now. Mm. And that's a tough dynamic. Like, think about it. Jobs will be lost if that decision is wrong. And I don't know if John Lynch, I don't know if Kyle Shanahan is sitting there right now trying to hold on to what they got, want to let it go in hopes of inflating it once again. Coming up, Kyler Murray is now one of the highest paid quarterbacks. But let me tell you if he won the deal or did the Cardinals win that deal. That's next on Shoot. For you, is one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the NFL after agreeing on a five-year extension as reportedly for just over $230 million with $160 million guaranteed. Off-season drama that was centered around Kyler Murray's contract now in the rearview mirror. Sacho, who won the deal? Cardinals? Kyler. Today, Kyler Murray won the deal, but tomorrow it could be the Arizona Cardinals. Mm. Kyler Murray waking up and his agent calls him, and we've all gotten Woo! that call. Never that big a call. Woo! But we've all gotten that call from our agent. Hey, man, they, they agreed to the term. They agreed to the term. Kyler, $160 million guaranteed richer today than he was yesterday. Today, Kyler won the deal. But tomorrow, now it goes to Marcellus's point, by tomorrow figurative sense, in a year, two years from now, Kyler Murray's only going to be maybe the fifth, eighth, tenth highest paid quarterback at the position. Remember, Joe Burrow still to leap him. Mm. Justin Herbert still to leap him. Lamar Jackson still to leap him. Trevor Lawrence eventually still to leap him. Those are just the four names off the top Mm. of my head. Mm. So Kyler Murray will very quickly go from being the second highest paid quarterback to maybe the seventh, eighth, ninth highest Mm. paid quarterback. Today, all good for Kyler Murray. And in the literal sense, it will be all good for Kyler Murray even tomorrow. But the Cardinals will wake up eventually and say, hey, <laughs> we actually won that deal when it's all said and done. Yeah. Everybody winning out there right now. Uh, I, I ultimately go with the Cardinals because they knew they were going to pay him. Like, whatever we think of him, like, Kyler Murray is good enough. They're going to say he's one of the guys that could potentially lead us there. We got to pay him. Why wait? Like, let's get him right now while he's on discount. You know, let's get it right now before training camp and all this stuff. So he gets his money. And that's smart for the Cardinals. It's almost like the relationship when you go buy a new car. And you that day, nobody can tell you nothing. What? And that dealer like this. <laughs> as soon as you drive off that lot, I know you feel good. They feeling better. They feel better. Oh, they like, oh, that thing, that depreciation going to hit him so hard. And that thing's still going to have value to us. And we got all our money. And that's how I think the Cardinals going to look at Kyler Murray. Year one, year two, year three, year four, year five. When they're going to see lesser or same quarterbacks getting 250, 275, 300 million. Before Kyler Murray is going to re-up this deal, somebody's going to be in the threes. Easily 
with a guarantee potentially. So I think it's the Cardinals ultimately because they feel that. But how can you say it's the Cardinals today, given the fact that the Cardinals didn't get Kyler Murray cheap right now? Right, $46 million average salary. Truly, I look at it as 40 because I think four years, 40. Like, not today. It's going to be cheap in a couple years, but I don't think it's cheap right now. In theory, he's second only to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has many as many MVPs over the last two years as Kyler Murray. Oh, yeah. He has Pro Bowls over the last three years. So it's not like the Cardinals got a good deal. Yeah, yeah. I think in uh-huh. retrospect, they might be like, oh, all right, we made out all right. But, yeah. like, they didn't get Kyler on discount right now. I don't know what – look, look, you saw Deshaun – I don't know his deal's details yet, uh, but Deshaun got 230. I remember that brick hit me in the head. I said, 230? Year one's a million. I don't know how Kyler broke it down, but the Cardinals could be feeling good right now. They're like, over the same amount of time, you got 46.1, he got 46. But how did they break it up? Like, to a point, it could be backloaded. And they're not paying them that much right now. And then they say, we're going to re-up once we see how good you really are. Like, there's a lot of ways to play with that money to make it funny. Ooh, but I know right now, them Cardinals feeling good. $46 million for being in the game. That's what it costs. That's what it costs. Coming up, we have some final thoughts on Kyler Murray's. Good Lord, this dude taking over the show. His huge new extension. That's next. Don't speak for yourself. He acting like he Kevin Durant or something like that. We know by now that Kyler Murray agreed to a massive extension with the Cardinals. Been talking about it for two hours. Another superstar in the same state, Devin Booker, signed a huge extension with the Suns recently. So I tell who will win the title in Arizona first? Devin Booker? Kyle Murray. What was the Arizona Wranglers or the USFL? <laughs> you <remember them? laughs> I don't think either, big dog. No, don't do that. Which one? Okay, first? fine. Devin, Devin Booker. If I have to, mm. because from what I've heard from former Car- from Cardinals players, not former, Ooh. from Cardinals players, teammates of Kyler, I don't think he's the leader they want him to be. Man, you dug too deep for this one. This was simple. DeAndre Ayton's on the roster to January, then they could trade him and get Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, uh, Chris Paul. That's a dab at y'all, Jeff. Oh, but enjoy your money, Kyler Murray. <laughs> more than we're going to make in a long time just talking about you. That's it for us. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Goodness. Oh, man.